Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 275 that we're recording on Thursday, July 28th, 2022. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're in a new location because we needed shade. It's rather warm in Santa Cruz lately and hopefully... It will just be nice ambient breeze yes. sounds from the background. <laughs> yeah, not too many bird sounds I here. I know. Well, maybe we'll get lucky and some will show up. Yeah. All right, what are you wearing? Well, this week, actually last week, I wore my Ellery sweater. Ellery is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty with a circular yoke and textured slip stitches around the yoke. And I made mine fairly loose fitting. It's not incredibly oversized but it's easy and loose fitting comfortable kind of fit and I made mine in two strands of a cotton wool blend called Best Friend by Yoth Yarns and I don't know if this yarn is still being made I remember I did a search for it at some point during the pandemic because I thought that I would like more of it and it didn't seem to be available so i don't know if that was a pandemic anomaly or if that's truly not available anymore i'm i'm not sure i really liked the yarn though it's like i said it's a cotton wool blend and the sweater and the fabric that it yielded is really soft and comfy and definitely a perfect summer sweater I wore this when Gail and I had an outing last week and it was very, very foggy and it was perfect. It kept me warm and I was very happy with it. And it was so nice to be able to wear hand knits outside. Yes. <laughs> so that is Ellery by Elizabeth Doherty. What are you wearing, Gail? Likewise, last week I wore my newest FO. I wore my no sweat shirt on our outing. And it was delightful to wear. I've worn it once since then. And it's such a nice, drapey, lightweight item to wear. It's delightful. I love it. It just, it doesn't quite feel like you're not wearing anything. It's not that light and airy. But I don't think I've ever knit a silk linen blend before. Yeah. So for I don't me, think it's, you have yeah, it's a new fabric for me to mm -hmm. wear and I really really like it it's really delightful so that one I just finished recently it's a design by Park Williams and it is basically a sweatshirt raglan shaping with a hood and I knit mine in Princess Buttercup Fingering by Yarn Love and it's a linen silk blend like I said fingering weight yarn and delightful very delightful fo very very happy with it and I think I want to make one now. I think I, I recommend it. It's a great pattern and I think you will love it. I think it's definitely our aesthetic. Obviously, I knit one, so I think it's my aesthetic, but you and I share many yeah. similarities that way. So I recommend the pattern very highly. Okay. So that's the No Sweat Shirt by Park Williams. And what have you been stocking? Well, the first thing I'm going to talk about is a shawl. And this is a perfect example of Gail and I talking about wanting to make something and completely forgetting to stock it on the <laughs> podcast. Because even while we were yarn shopping last week, we talked about it. And at that point, I realized it had never made it onto an episode, which is occasionally. It what happens. happens. <laughs> it happens. Yep. Yeah. 
So this one is called Sprinkled with Kindness, and it's a pattern made by Callie Monster. There's only one size. This is the definition or the explanation from the pattern page on Ravelry. It's knit with two elongated triangles, and after knitting one triangle, stitches are picked up and you knit the second. But the cool part is the yarn. One triangle is knit with a silk mohair blend, and one triangle is knit with fingering weight slubby yarn. And the slubby yarn that I speak of is a yarn base that has been popping up in several Indie Dyers catalogs. So it's obviously a yarn base that one of the wholesalers has made available and lots of dyers mm -hmm. are starting to stock it. And it's very cool. It's a smooth fingering weight. And then just as you knit along, you come across these little slubby bits. And the textures of the two yarns together are what caught my eye. And I've been wanting to knit something with the slubby yarn. So I really love the juxtaposition of the two it's in this really shawl. Cool. It's really yeah. cool. It's very, very cool. Such a simple idea, but the texture is very cool. Mm -hmm. So that is Sprinkled with Kindness by Callie Monster. The second thing I am stocking is just, it's called Log Cabin Square. So it's just, a, it's patterned for just a square, but of course it's been made into a blanket for the pattern page on Ravelry. It's called Log Cabin Square, and the designer is Julie Harrison, who has a few patterns on Ravelry. It's a crochet square that is done in what the designer calls a simple linen stitch. And then, of course, the maker can sew them together using their favorite method. You can crochet them together or you can stitch them together. The sample that is on the pattern page is crocheted using speckled yarns, and it is just so pretty. So, it so really pretty. is. <laughs> Charlene texted me a picture yesterday and instantly was like, oh, that's so pretty. Yeah, it's, since it's made in speckled yarns, there's a lot of color to it, a lot of vibrancy. Character, and, a lot of character yeah, to it. Yeah, really nice. So the sample is knit in DK white yarn. I noticed that there were only a few projects so far in Ravelry, and one of them, somebody had made her first square out of fingering white yarn. So other people like me are thinking it's, it would be great for fingering mm -hmm. as well. So Log Cabin Square by Julie Harrison. I'm already scheming what single skeins of mine might work. And that's for exactly that. it. Mm -hmm. I think you could... Since it's so multicolored, I think you could use just about any colors yep. together. Yep. You really could because it's that adage about if things don't match, keep throwing in more exactly. colors. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And you could do some solids in there. It would be perfect yeah. for scraps. Yeah. I think it would just be yeah. so fun. I keep finding these fun patterns of blankets. And one of these days, I'm just going to have to pick one because I obviously I really want to make yep, one, but I just haven't decided. Yes, yep, exactly. Be it crochet or knitting. Yeah. And then the third thing I'm stocking is called Rika Top by designer Rosa P. 
And this one is a fingering weight tank top or vest knit in all over ribbing with a scoop neck. It's knit top down and it's a unisex pattern. So it will fit 76 centimeters to 120 centimeters around in the chest, which is 30 inches to 47 inches. So I guess it doesn't have as large a range of sizes as some other patterns. I do like that the designer does show the garment on the pattern page on all different sizes of bodies though and styled differently as well. So some folks are wearing it as a tank top, some folks have it over a t-shirt, some folks have it over a collared shirt as a vest and it looks really good on yeah. um, on styled in, in all, all those, those variety of ways. So that is Rika Top by Rosa P. What are you stocking, Gail? Well, Charlene mentioned that we had a little outing last week and two of my stocking items are a direct result of that little outing. We met up with our friend Susan, who is Susabel on Ravelry, and we met at a local yarn shop in the town of Pacifica, which is right on the coast, slightly north of San Francisco. So it was kind of a halfway point for us and for Susan to meet up. And we'd never been to the Royal Bee Yarn Company, which we'd wanted to, but then COVID happened. So here we are several years later and we finally made it. It was a delightful yarn store. The owner, Kelly, was very, very friendly. They have a lot of their own yarns and they also have some commercial yarns and they had a variety of other things. They had puzzles, they had some jewelry, they had all sorts of little fun things to look at. Yeah, there was a lot to look at. Yeah, so it was very <laughs> delightful. And they have a beautiful garden in the back that has tables and chairs, and she welcomed us to have our lunch back there. So we all brought our lunch, and it was just a great visit. That was our first stop, was the Royal Bee Yarn Company. And the first item I'm stocking is because Kelly knit a sample of the sweater Shifty by Andrea Mowry, which I've seen on Ravelry a bazillion times. And our friend Margie knit one, and she joins our Saturday Zoom quite often, so we got to see the progress of her Shifty. And I always thought it was a pretty sweater, but I never thought it was something that I wanted to make until I saw the sample. So this is a circular yoke top-down sweater, and there aren't many design features to it because it's the yarn that does all the work. Andrea used Dyed in the Wool by Spin Cycle, which is a sport weight yarn, and it is not inexpensive. So I never considered it as a sweater that I would knit because the price point was higher than I'm comfortable spending for a sweater. The yarn is amazing. They do amazing work, Spin Cycle does, but it is a higher price point. So the sweater is designed, I believe, with one color of spin cycle that's the main color, and then a few other colors that are the contrast secondary color, and it's all done in this beautiful gradient with slip stitches, mosaic knitting, to give this just delightful, colorful effect. And so many people have knitted in different colors, different sizes, different body shapes. It's just such a fun pattern to stock. And there it was, knit 
as a sample on the shelf and I instantly thought, oh, that is so pretty. <laughs> and Kelly knit it in a different yarn. She did it in Shopple Wool's Edition 3, which is another sport weight yarn that has the same type of gradient barber pole look as Dyed in the Wool has. Yes, definitely. And Kelly used one color for the background, main color, and three colors for the foreground. And I just fell in love with it. And the price point of this yarn is less than half what Spin Cycles is. Mm -hmm. So it was a good alternative substitute yarn. And because I saw it knit up as a sample, I knew what it would look like. I didn't use the same colors that Kelly used, but I did buy yarn at Royal Bee. She didn't have enough of the colors that I wanted. So then I did order the rest online. So I I gave my business to two different local yarn shops <laughs> over that one. And I am now stocking the Shifty Sweater by Andrea Mowry. Not just stocking it. I will knit it. Yeah. I haven't swatched for it yet, but it's definitely going to be knit. And it's just, it looks like so much fun. And the nice thing about this particular sweater is that because of the color changing nature of the yarns, little differences such as a different dye lot will not matter no, at all. Right. I bought three of my main color at the Royal Bee and three online at the Yarn Addict. And I'm not worried about the fact no, that they may be from different it won't matter dye lots. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the Shifty Sweater by Andrea Mowry. And I apologize. I did not write down the sizes and our internet connection mm. here sucks. So <laughs> I can't bring it up now. But I know that Andrea Mowry does design in a wide variety of sizes. So I'm pretty sure they're size inclusive. Now, the second one I'm stocking is from the second local yarn store we visited. So we went from Pacifica into San Francisco, and we visited the Haight-Ashbury area, which is very famous from especially the 60s and 70s, tie-dye kind of peace love and stuff. <laughs> and there is a beautiful yarn store there called Firebird Yarns. And I visited it once back in 2019 when it had just opened and it is a very fun store it's very fun. long and narrow and you walk in and the whole left side of the store is fingering and silk mohair i think was the only lace weight they had yeah but the or maybe some surrey alpaca too the whole left side is just <laughs> this riot of fingering weight yarn in mostly speckled yarns and variegated just the colors just are so happy beautiful it, beautiful beautiful there are solids and tonals mixed in there too many different dyers mm -hmm. just a virtual feast yes really. for, for the eyes yes. for the hands for everything <laughs> and what i loved is that the majority of their yarns were small dyers yes they were i think they that had nice. some commercial yarns but very very few mm -hmm. so as you walk down the left hand side there's the clerk who's the most friendly charming person and then you get into some sport weights and then you turn the corner but before you turn the corner oh my gosh there's this beautiful afghan hanging on the wall yeah, that's right another the, blanket another blanket <laughs> and that's what i'm stalking it's called cloud iridescence and it was designed by the owner who is katherine bernard it is a free pattern and she crocheted what she called granny clusters. It looks like it would be so easy to mm -hmm. crochet. It did. So there are stripes of 
it looked like scraps of fingering weight yarn. They were just all sorts of colors and speckles and just beautiful riot of colors. Yeah, I don't know which blanket I would pick if I had to pick one to make. Do them both. They're both beautiful. That's the easy, the easy answer is do them both eventually. <laughs> and so there were strips of the fingering and then the next stripe was a Surrey alpaca fluffy yarn. And then the next one was fingering and then the Surrey alpaca. So you had this beautiful open work of color and then the solid of the the different texture yarn mm -hmm. it was just beautiful it absolutely was. beautiful and I have all sorts of scraps that would work for that I have enough I think silk mohair scraps to probably knit a wow, whole blanket really? one of those well depending on the size that I knit yeah. the one on the wall was enormous yeah. so it was very large and I know she's also working on a wrap version of oh. the same pattern. The clerk was telling us that oh, she's cool. working on that right now. So two different versions of this delightful free pattern. And then after you ooh and ah over this beautiful sample blanket, the right hand side of the store was DK's and worsted and some bulky. And they had lots of mini skeins and they had just all sorts of really fun stuff. They yeah. had some self-striping yarn, which I don't see in stores all that often. No. So that was don't. fun. Although and I guess we haven't been in stores, so. That's knows? true. Who knows? It might be <laughs> common now. It's true. I don't know. But very fun store. I did buy one skein of yarn there that I will talk about when I knit with it, which won't be too long from now, I don't think. And it was just great. It was super fun to hang out with Susan all day, to visit two local yarn stores. Just give something them some support we haven't had the opportunity to do in over two years exactly so that was nice it was delightful absolutely delightful day so again that second one is cloud iridescence by Catherine bernard free pattern on ravelry and the next one isn't stocking a pattern it's a designer hunter hammerson who is pantsville press she has been designing for 14 years and she announced i think two weeks ago that she was going to take down her seven pages on Ravelry of patterns. And she was going to rebrand herself and start reintroducing some of her already been published patterns under her new branding and then start releasing some other patterns. So she had this giant sale, I think 40% off her patterns. And then she said, well, to the people who couldn't afford to take advantage even of my sale, she did some free patterns, which I thought was amazing. And because there was such a huge outpouring of, she said, love and purchases, she donated $10,000 first to the Maine TransNet organization, which is in the state of Maine. And their charter is supporting chaotic gender energy since 2005. Trans is a thing after my own heart. And when I heard she donated $10,000 to that, I was just gobsmacked. And then she donated $10,000 to an independent local abortion provider in her area. So Hunter Hammerson is my new hero. Wow. I think she's the most amazing designer on the planet. <laughs> so thank you, Hunter, for being such a great member of the knitting community. If you haven't heard of her patterns, you can't get them on Ravelry right now, but in September, she will re-release six of them. She had so many hats and socks, and she does all these cute wee little designs. There were toadstools and witches' hats and little houses and all sorts of impractical yet adorable <laughs> little tiny designs. Wow. 
So maybe some of those will come back as she starts re-releasing yeah. patterns. But I just had to give a stocking shout out to Hunter Hammerson for her amazingness. So there you go. That's what I'm stocking. So what have you been knitting? Well, I still have my ranunculus on the needles. Ranunculus is a pattern by Midori Hiroshi. And for those of you that are playing the drinking game, Ranunculus <laughs> Watch, number five this week. Number five. At least when I looked, it's probably different today. Yeah. It shifts every day, but it's always way up there. I, yeah, I have no rational explanation except for there are so many people apparently looking at it and casting it on every day that it manages to remain on the first page of Ravelry's Hot right now, always. It was a fun conversation about uh, Ranunculus in our Ravelry thread from the last episode. Yeah. There were some people who were like, the cover picture turned me off so much, I will never knit that sweater. <laughs> and I agree, the cover picture is not the most flattering pattern picture I've ever seen yeah. in the world. So yeah. I get it. But there are so many versions and obviously so many projects to look at. Yep. So Ranunculus is a pullover sweater that is knit in a very large open work gauge so i think the sample is knit in a mohair and a fingering together maybe to a dk gauge weight but even for a dk gauge yarn it's it's a very open gauge yeah the gauge it's is something like 14, 14 stitches, stitches over four inches to four yeah. inches yeah so it knits up very, very fast if you knit to that gauge. And the sweater, one sweater can fit a large range of sizes. So you can have a sweater that is more fitted or the same sweater could be very oversized on a different person and it still looks good. It's one of those patterns that works well on lots of people. Which is why it's so popular, of course, because there's a wide range of yarns you can use and have success with this pattern, basically. So I have one of those on the needles. I've made one before. I have knit down to the body. And the only reason I have not finished that is because I was working on my Frank shawl, which I have finished. So I have not been working on that. But I have been working on a new pullover by Celia McAdam Cahill called the Zephyr Pullover. And this pattern is not released quite yet. It will be released in a couple of months in celebration of our Knockers Retreat. Yay. Because what Celia is going to do is offer the pattern to the attendees of our Knockers Retreat so that if you would like to make it before next year's April event, you can make it once your registration is secured. You will receive a download code for the pattern and the option to make it. So it's like want. a Rhinebeck sweater, but for knockers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So I am helping her get ready for this pattern release by making a test knit of it. Cool. So I've got mine on the needles already. Now, if it's not giving too much away, is this a version of her Zephyr cardigan? Yes. Yay! Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, so far, I'm enjoying it. Really nice. It's one of those patterns that will have lots of 
opportunity for customization, which you know I like. I yep. love looking at patterns like that where people have made it in different yarns and different colors and added stripes and whatnot. So so stay tuned for more details. Exactly. Exciting. Exactly. So that is the Zephyr Pullover by Celia McAdam Cahill. What are you knitting, Gail? In my hands, I have a Musselboro hat by Yasolda. I've knit several of these. I think you've knit one, maybe two, or not yet? I don't think I have. I haven't made one, actually. Okay. I, I may have done similar. There's so many patterns that are very similar yes. to Musselboro that have the two layers where you tuck one inside the other and it's reversible in that way. Yep. So I think I've used another pattern, but it was a while ago. So this one is the specific Musselboro just because I own the pattern and it's easy for me just to cast one on. So you, you're supposed to start this pattern by doing a belly button cast on. I know there's a more formal name for it. <laughs> it's basically, to me, a very tedious cast on where you start on double pointed needles and then you do increases and that's one end of the hat and then you knit straight for like 18 inches or something, depending on the size you're making, and then do decreases to form the other end of the hat. And then you shove one side up into the other and you have a double layered beanie. Yeah, that's why I've never made it. Yeah, I, I don't like that. <laughs> don't like that cast on at no. all. So I do a provisional cast on and I do one half of the hat and then I pick up stitches at that provisional cast on and knit down to the other end of the hat. So all I have are decreases. I never have increases. So that's the way I do it. And I am using the Farmer's Daughter Fibers Juicy DK for this hat. It was sent to us by Eat Sleep Knit and it is delightful. It's such a pretty hat and I the colorway is called Coal Miner's Daughter and I'll talk more about it later but I'm doing the first half of my Musselboro as a solid in this color and then the second half I'm going to alternate this color with stripes of speckled yarns nice. that are leftovers from Josie's blanket. I love that color. Yeah it's really pretty. So that's the Musselboro hat by Yasolda. I also cast on the Ruffle Socks Yay. by Petite Knits. <laughs> so I finally cast on a pair of socks. My idea was before the night before we left to go see Susan, I wanted social knitting. So I cast on the Musselboro, which is, you don't have to think at all. It's just mm -hmm. in the round stuck in it. And I thought, well, if I get these Ruffle Socks cast on and get the Ruffle part done, these will be in the round don't have to think about it, social knitting too. Well, we didn't, none of us knit a single stitch the whole day, so I didn't need any social knitting, but they're both good social knitting projects. And the yarn I'm using for my ruffle socks is Plank and Stella is the designer. Her base is called the Four Ply Sock, and the colorway I'm using is called Soul Kiss. And she does a lot of colorways named after the TV show Bob's Burgers, which <laughs> I'm a huge fan of. And this is not a Bob's Burgers colorway. I thought that I would end up defaulting to a Bob's to a Bob. Burgers colorway, <laughs> but this one is not. And it has a base that's almost white. And then it has speckles of all different colors of pinks and some purples. So it's making me really happy. The colorway is gorgeous. And that again is the Ruffle Socks by Petite Knit. And that one comes in a range of sizes from child to large adult. So it is a four purchase pattern, but you get a lot of size ranges, which I haven't seen with most of the socks that I've purchased, which hasn't been very many, obviously, but I'm enjoying the pattern so far. Seems pretty simple. I do have to say the cast on, you cast on 
starting with the ruffle. So you cast on a bazillion stitches. And I knew if I joined them in the round, I was going to have a twisted cast on edge. So I decided I was going to knit the first couple rounds flats and then join in the round. And <laughs> your first your first round, you do knit two together through the back loop. So I was doing purl two together through the back loop on a cast on round, which Yuck. was a nightmare. <laughs> oh my goodness. Talk about like self-torture. It took me all night long to yeah, get through I the be first. Happy with no, that. it was really bad. It was a bad idea. So I don't recommend starting the way I started. But other than that, I'm looking forward to the rest of the socks. And I'm also still working on Josie's blanket. I finished row number nine and I started on row number 10. I think I'm on my fifth square on row number 10. So I'm past the halfway mark. So that's really good news. That gives me momentum to keep going. <laughs> and Josie and I picked out the yarns for row number 10 and we're both super, super excited. So good. that's the blanket I'm knitting for Josie. We would like to thank our sponsor for July, Infinite Twist. With an infectious love of handmaking and a passionate for sustainable crafting, Infinite Twist seeks to empower you as an artist, maker, and designer. Whether you're looking to learn a new skill or craft in sewing, knitting, quilting, doll making, weaving, or upcycling, Infinite Twist has something for you. Our Mighty Network is a supportive and friendly place where you can take a class, share your process, as well as your projects, and connect with other artists outside the hot mess of traditional social media. Find out more in the e-courses and community section of infinitetwist.com. We can't wait to see what you make. And I'm swatching for rituals Yay! with the Infinite <laughs> Twist sock that's so soft. So I'm super excited about that. Thank you, Kate. All right, what have you finished? I know you have a big one. I finished my Frank shawl, which I am so excited about. The Frank shawl is based on the artwork of Frank Stella. It is three triangular pieces assembled together to form a mostly rectangular wrap. And the way it's constructed is so cool because you make triangle one and then you make triangle two and you've had stitches on hold from both of them, and then you join them together as you knit triangle three. It's it's beautiful construction. It is. Absolutely genius. beautiful. Yep. And it's just so architectural, and it's really fun to knit. It's addicting. It's yeah. really addicting. Even though, like I said, I kept coming up with random increases in there for some reason. Thank goodness for stitch markers and thank goodness for this odd scheme that I managed to figure out for putting stitch markers in because you've got increases or decreases working on both sides. So if you're putting stitch markers, you basically have to count from the middle out and it worked. I got there and I'm already scheming to make another one because it would be so <laughs> fun to pick out four more colors and do it again. Yep. It, Especially it in your a, neutrals or grays yes. idea. Yeah. It was a really fun shawl to knit. So I really enjoy it. And I have been wearing it at home because we've been having very, very foggy mornings. And it's this big rectangle. So I've just been putting it over my back like a blanket and wearing it like a big old cardigan 
Nice. I love it. <laughs> and I have to mention at Firebird Yarns, you saw those stitch markers that were 25, 50, 100. Oh, the counts. Yeah, yeah. so that you could keep track yeah. of how many stitches. I thought that yeah. was a great idea. Yeah. So Frank Shawl is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. And several folks have reached out to me basically saying the same thing, that they're also knitting it and they're already planning Another one, too, because it's so, it, it has that potato chippy, just want one more row feel to it. Mm -hmm. It's very fun. Well, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I have these non-superwash yarns and I have two skeins of one color and I could totally do a non-superwash yep. version. It would be fun. Stay on it task. I very need to fun. focus on recording, not, <laughs> not fantasy knitting while we record. Okay, so that is Frank Shawl, and that's the only thing I have finished. Have you finished anything? I have a big finish, too. I finally finished my foray, the sweater by Ari Shimizu. <laughs> and it's blocked, and the ends are woven in and everything. I meant to bring it with me today to show Charlene and maybe take some pictures, and it's still sitting draped over my chair so that it doesn't get wrinkled at yeah. home because I forgot to bring it. I forgot to bring my Frank Shawl, too. So yes. I understand. Hello. And I love it. It is so pretty and feminine. And the way the design details with the little tiny V at the neck and the really pretty box pleat looking type things at the shoulders and then the box pleats in the sleeves. I did three quarter sleeves and there's I-cord bind off around everything. And with the beautiful texture all over the sweater, it's so pretty. I'm so excited about it. And I used just over three skeins, I think, of the Biche Bouche Le Petit Silk and Mohair. So I think it was just 700 and something yards of that for my size. And if you're following the pattern, you have two different colors of a silk mohair. I, as we already know, didn't read the pattern very carefully and had to stash dive for the second color. Mm -hmm. And I used something that I'd had in stash forever, Misty Alpaca Lace Solids in a very light pink, and I used about a half skein of that. So all together, I think I used just under a thousand yards of yarn for it. So it doesn't take that much yarn. And I think I knit the third size. It's all on my Ravelry page. So you can see how much yarn I used and everything. But I was so proud of myself today. I cleaned out the project bag. I put all the things away. I weighed the yarn so I knew how much I used, recorded in Ravelry, packaged the yarn up to be in my leftover stash. I was so proud of myself. It's awesome. like, not only did I finish it and block it and weave in the ends, but it's all cleaned up. All the needles are put away. I mean, wow. That's <laughs> interesting because I did the same thing for my Frank shawl because despite the fact that two of the triangles are made exactly the same, I did use very slightly different yardage for each of them. Oh, that's so one, yeah, one of them I must have loosened up on the gauge a little bit. It wasn't that different. It was only a few yards, but it was still a little different. Or of course, it could have been a possibility that the starting yarn quantities were different, were not mm -hmm. exactly the same weight. But I did the same thing. I, I weighed my leftovers. I 
put in Ravelry how much yarn yardage I had used and put everything away. Nice. Isn't that yeah. a good feeling? It is a very yeah, good it, feeling. It also cleared up the space on my desk that was taken up by, by that project. Exactly. Yes. So now I started swatching for rituals. So when I'm finished with mm -hmm. Muscleboro, I'm going to cast on a new sweater. <laughs> I'm super excited. So that's what I finished. The 4A sweater by Ari Shimizu. So you heard a little bit about the field trip that Gail and I took. And it's exciting. Folks are starting to do things. We hadn't gone shopping at yarn stores in two years. Folks are still wearing masks out there in California where we are. There's still a lot of caution, rightly so. And we take steps to protect ourselves. But we're getting out there. But we're getting out there and it just feels really good. Yeah, it did. So we'll talk about some of the yarns that we discovered as we used them, but we wanted to talk about a couple of yarns today that we had received from Eat Sleep Knit. And thank you, Eat Sleep Knit, for sending us. They call them their box of pretties. Yes. <laughs> and they send us one every few months. And every time it's so exciting to get this in the mail because we get to play with four new yarns and they usually put other little toys in there and we just love our boxes of pretties. And thank you so much. Thank you so much because it was especially our lifeline when we weren't going out to yarn yep. stores. And since we still aren't doing that a lot, we're very happy to have the opportunity to check out some new things that we otherwise might not be able to see. The first yarn that I want to talk about is a yarn that I have used for a couple of projects. It's from Shibui and it's called Twig. It's a yarn that's fabulous for summer garments, so there's not a lot of warmth to it, although I have used it for a pullover and a cardigan. I used the yarn for two patterns from Elizabeth Doherty. One of them was my Calyx pullover. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I knit that one. And the second one was the Farallon Cardi. And both of those I would definitely put in the summer, spring, warmer weather wearing. Although the pullover, of course, you could wear it in colder weather as well. But the yarn is composed of 46% linen, 42% silk, and 12% wool. So it's not going to provide the same warmth as a 100% wool garment would, mm -hmm. of course, but it's not made to do that. It's made to produce this really nice linen silk fabric, and it's very, very different. So once you have the fabric knit up, it's got the silk in it, but one thing I want to mention is that it doesn't have the shine like a oh. lot of, it's not that shiny kind Lustrous. of silk. Yeah. yeah. The next yarn that I'll talk about is, has linen and silk and it's very, very different. It has very, very different feel. This, the twig, it's more, to me, when I look at the fabric, it reads visually as more of a linen. Like when you think of those traditional linen type garments or linen pants that people wear in the summer mm -hmm. it, it that's what the fabric reads to me like more of the linen Doesn't even it though it does a have the texture to it yes yes because I, I was going to say the fabric is also a little bit coarse 
I would say probably for me, at least, it's not the kind of fabric that I would wear next to skin. I, w- I prefer to have a layer in between. Everybody's different. Some mm-hmm. people might find it fine up against the skin, but I usually have a t-shirt on underneath. The fabric does stretch a little bit. One of the things I love, love, love about the twig is my ability to toss it uncaringly into the dryer. That's awesome. <laughs> so if it's been shoved in a drawer and it's wrinkled, I spritz it and I toss it in the dryer for five minutes. Wrinkles are gone and it's snapped back into shape and it doesn't shrink too much. I feel like it it's not going to get smaller than the garment you made, but it will stretch because of the linen silk combination it will stretch and you can just toss it in the dryer and snap it back into shape so that's my favorite feature of twig (laughs) the second yarn that i want to talk about is from molabrico and it's called susuro and i want to talk about these two in comparison because the molabrico susuro is also a silk merino linen the molabrico is a dk sport yarn and it comes in at 50% silk, 25% merino, 25% linen. So the silk content is about the same, a little more wool and a little less linen. So perhaps because silk is at 50%, it seems to me this fabric reads more silky wool than the twig does. Whereas the twig, when you look at your swatch, it reads more linen. This one reads more wool silk to me. And it's very, very soft. It's got that shine that you would expect Mm -hmm. and that you associate with silk wool blends. It still, like I said, it still has the linen and the silk in it. So it's got that drape. The wool gives it just a little bit of elasticity. And I still think it's a good choice for clothing for warmer weather. This one, though, is very smooth. And this one, I would think, is probably soft enough to wear next to the skin. And another difference, I think I would be very hesitant to put this one in the dryer. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't one, look very tightly spun. Yes, that's true. That's very true. That's a really good point because the other one, whereas you can't really tell, it's almost like a, I don't even know how to describe the twig, the Not composition of it. But, but it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't feel plied in the traditional way. And it might just be because of the composition of the fiber, but the susuro is very loose and I wouldn't put it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. I think it would just fluff up and probably shrink. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that the the tag on both of them, I know for sure the Molabrigo Susuro just says hand wash and dry flat. I'm not sure about the twig. I don't have it with me. I didn't write that down, unfortunately. But very, very soft, different feel. And like I said, shiny and smooth next to skin. So Very similar yarn compositions, but done in two different ways. So you have 
two really different yarns usable for very different items. Yeah. I love that compare and contrast. Yeah, it was fun to do that. It really was because they were similar fiber composition, but very different yarn. Mm -hmm, they were. Yeah. So my turn. Yeah. So these are all the two that Charlene just reviewed and the two that I'm going to review were all from the same box, which was all designed for summer knitting. So these are all fibers and compositions that are meant to be warm weather clothes and or shawls or things that are drapey because of the fabric, con the yarn construction. And the two yarns that I'm reviewing are wool free. So those of you who have itch or allergy reactions to wool, Amanda, these are good options because they have no wool content. So the first one is Princess Buttercup Fingering by Yarn Love. And that's exactly the base I use for my no sweat shirt. And the fiber content is 65% silk, 35% linen slash flax. And it's a light fingering weight yarn. And it's a 504 yard put up, which is 113 grams. It's marked as non-superwash. So it is, they're expecting you to hand dry and lay flat. And I loved this yarn. It was really nice. It's beautiful. All, well, no, I don't think the twig, but the other ones are hand dyed yarns. So they have, some of them have a tonal effect. I know that the Yarn Love, two of the colors I used were tonal. One had speckles in it. They just, the fiber of these yarns just gives it a whole different layer to the tonality, in my opinion. Like when you look at the Princess Buttercup, it looks solid, but when you knit it up, it has a texture to the tonality that's very subtle, but very rich. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm doing a good job describing <laughs> that. But I really enjoyed knitting with it, even though it's not a highly elastic yarn because there's no wool content in it. It didn't hurt my hands in any way. It felt beautiful knitting it. It feels beautiful and light and drapey wearing it. Absolutely love the Princess Buttercup. And the second yarn is by Sweet Georgia Yarns, and it's a DK weight, and it's called Flaxen Silk DK. It has the same exact fiber content, 65% silk, 35% linen flax. And I didn't knit a swatch with this because we are going to pass on these skeins as prizes for the colors of fall. So we didn't knit with them, but holding it and feeling it, it feels exactly like Princess Buttercup. Mm. Has the same qualities, the same look as though it might be solid, but I bet you anything it knits up as a tonal. And this one, because it's DK, the put up is 248 yards to 115 grams. And I looked at the different projects that people have knit with the Sweet Georgia, and they were almost exclusively summer tops and tanks and shawls because of the drape that you're going to get with the silk linen. So not something I would recommend for something like socks or hats where you're expecting that elasticity of mm -hmm. a wool yarn where you want the shape to hold this is not the yarn for those types of projects intentionally so both of them just feel luscious mm -hmm. and delightful and i look forward to hearing what people think when they knit with these because they are just really nice they're luxury yarns yeah. actually although the price points are not astronomical so the other yarn I'm going to review is from an earlier box of pretties from Eat Sleep Knit, 
And this is the Farmer's Daughter Fibers Juicy Decay that I'm using for my Musselboro hat. And I love this yarn. It's tightly spun. So it has a really nice springiness. That's a technical term. Springiness <laughs> to it. Very cushy and, and squishy. And the colorway. Oh my gosh. Well, I love the color you're working with. It's amazing. It's called <laughs> Coal Miner's Daughter. And if you look at it, it has a lustrous to it, lustrousness to it that you would think means it has silk in it, but it's 100% superwash merino, DK weight. The put up is 274 yards in 100 grams. And the colorway is purple, but it has pink, like purple over pink or something. It's like it's over dyed one layer over another. It's really cool. It's gorgeous. It's really a beautiful color. And I wanted to put in a plug here for Candace, who is the owner of Farmer's Daughter Fibers. She does some really, really cool things for Indigenous people. And she right now has something called the Indigenous Collective Series, which is a subscription. Every month you get a certain amount of yarn and artwork by a First Nations artist. So it's a really cool subscription that I signed up for quite honestly and I don't usually like mystery yarn and she also has the sisters united part of her website which is dedicated to murdered and missing indigenous women so she does some really amazing things so I like to plug Candace when I can and the fact that Eat Sleep Knit sent us some of her yarn was the perfect opportunity to do so yeah. so thank you again Eat Sleep Knit for all the beautiful things that you've sent us and so we'd also like to talk about a couple of products that we received from Acreworks and I'm really excited to talk about these because we've kind of had them behind the scenes for a while and to Acreworks I, I'm very grateful and thankful and I want to send apologies too because it's taken us a while to get to, to get going on this one I'm not sure why because it has been fun to play with it so the first thing to start, I want to talk about a product called the VersaSwift. When you look at this or receive this, the first thing you have to do is familiarize yourself with the tools and the names because the instructions refer to something called the Tensy Tamer <laughs> and the Clampy Kate, and you need to know what these names refer to. And if you have used any of their kates before you will be familiar with the tensi tamer because i do have one of their kates as well and what is and a kate the kate is used for spinning when you spin and you have a singles you ply them together and you use a kate to put each of your singles on and then ply them together so the tensi tamer helps by putting tension on the spools basically. So they spin and it puts a little bit of tension on it so that you don't get too much yarn or too little mm -hmm. yarn. And so, I didn't read the instructions when I tried to get <laughs> So I highly recommend that you do because knowing those names and what they are is very important. So once you have the Versa Swift in hand, there are two spools and two clamps. And if you've ever had to tighten a traditional swift or a traditional ball winder onto a table that's what the clamp does you put these clamps onto a table you can even clamp the two vertically on a door so that's what's interesting about this because you don't need to have 
a flat surface like a table. So if you're out and about, you could clamp these two items to the door. Mm -hmm. You could clamp it to two different chair backs. It's you very can, versatile. It's very versatile. You can the name. have versatile. Yes. <laughs> you can have <laughs> I'm a, a little slow unusual sometimes. setup. And then you take your hank and you put the spool on the clamps and you put your hank around the two spools. And there you go. You wind just like you would from a traditional Swift. The fun thing is just like with other AcreWorks tools, you get to pick your color for the plastic spools. The Travel Swift all folds down into a very small case the size of a laptop, which is very cool because it looks like a laptop. It really case. is. The same dimensions, even the thickness. It's very flat, yes. so it's yes. easy to shove in a suitcase so or a travel bag. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. If you're traveling, it can go with you in a backpack. The clamps will work on doors, tables, chair backs, variety of positions. The clamp arm itself is positionable, so you could even have it at two different levels if you had two different kinds of chairs, for example. It's very interesting. It's a, a creative, creative approach to a Swift. And if you have YouTube access, you can look it up on YouTube and see how it all works. And one thing I want to say about AcreWorks is their quality of construction and products is phenomenal. Their attention to detail and quality is really impeccable. They're craftsmen at what they do. They're not just yes. creating products. They're creating kind of works of art, yes, in my opinion. It, it really is. Because, for example, when you put your tool away, there are little snaps on a flat board to hold the clamps. The clamps snap down into a board and then there's a little elastic, like a bungee cord almost, that pulls over the top of the spool and everything is held in place onto a flat board before you slide this board into the zip up. Case. And there are little line drawings that show yes, you where to exactly, place it exactly, exactly so it all fits together like a little puzzle. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know which direction, for example, the Tensi Tamer is supposed to go, you just look at the little drawing on the board and you can see what the proper position is for it. Yeah. Genius. Very, very cool. Genius products. Yes. And then separately, you can also purchase a Clampy Kate, which is just the clamp on single spool and it's tensioned to use you could use it as a lazy cake you could use it as an additional shaft for plying or perhaps you have a very textured singles for example that it would help to have it clamped down so you don't you're not pulling the cake across the room for example <laughs> <laughs> you can use the single cake or the single spool single shaft for chain plying you can use it as a clamp on a yarn caddy or to hold hold yarn balls while you're knitting mm -hmm. you can use it to hold yarn balls while you're doing color work you can use it to dispense slippery yarn like ribbon yarn sometimes ribbon oh, yeah. yarn doesn't stay put together in a ball but if you put it onto the spool or the shaft i, I think it might stay 
together a little bit that's more. That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. Or if one of the things I was thinking, if you're knitting someplace, like if you're camping and you don't want your yarn to keep falling on the ground, ah. you can put one of these on a chair or a table and it will feed you your yarn. That's which a good would idea. be very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the Versa Swift, this is also flat packed into a little drawstring bag that it comes along with. You can pick a color for the spool that goes along with it. And you know, I have to say after two years of no yarn events, it was really just kind of fun to have a new tool to play with. Yes. After a true. little while yep. <laughs> and try something new. And Swift's are a very old tool. I think people have had to have some version of Swifts as long as people have been working with yarn. And this Swift is really a modern take yeah, it is. on that tool. Yep. So that's what's kind of cool. It's Love a modern that. take on a timeless tool. Well done, Acreworks. Thank you very <laughs> much for sending them our way. And we do have one of each of those that we are going to be using for knit-along prizes. Yeah, for the colors of fall, we have a couple we want to mention. So there's the Acreworks versus Swift and an Acreworks Clampy Kate. Thank you, Acreworks. And thanks to Eat Sleep Knit, we have the skein of Flaxen Silk DK, which is in the colorway Pistachio, so it's a bright green. And we have the skein of Malabrigo Sassuro, which is in a colorway called Water Green, which is a more watered-down green. Very mm. pretty. And from one of our new friends, Twice Sheared Sheep, the mastermind behind that is Dawn. If you've been in our Ravelry threads recently, you've heard about their really cool row counters. And she is donating a Mother's Day box as a prize. And... I put a link at the top of the Colors of Fall planning thread to each of these prizes. The link to the Twice Sheared Sheep Mother's Day box takes you to her Instagram. It's the coolest thing. It has <laughs> yarn. It has a mug. It has stitch markers. It has oh, a row nice. counter. It's really, really cool. I was thinking, oh, I wish I could win that. <laughs> it's really cool. So that's a prize as well. And our friend Deborah, who is Goldie Girl, she is sponsoring a Fix-A-Stitch as a prize. Yay. So all of these are from sponsors, which is also really, really cool because we love all the things from our sponsors. Yeah. So I'm really excited about these prizes so far. And I'm really excited about the fact that we already have some FOs from the Colors of Fall. <laughs> yes, so that's true. If you aren't sure what that is, please check out our Ravelry group, and that will be going on until, I think, September 20th or 21st. Don't worry, I won't close the thread early this year. I promise I won't do that. We had a lot to talk about. We did. Yeah. So, so happy knitting. Yeah. Everyone. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.